The passage that we will be looking at in our communion meditation this morning is Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. This is a passage that will hopefully encourage us and cause us to remember the day of our salvation. Paul is writing this in his opening statement of Ephesians to remind the believers in Ephesus of how they were saved, the spiritual blessings that they have in Christ, and the assurance they have as believers. Our passage describes the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is the one true God existing in three persons who have unique but similar tasks. The work of God the Father is described in verses 3 through 6, the work of Christ Jesus in verses 7 through 10, and the work of the Holy Spirit in verses 11 through 14. Please pray with me. Father, your gifts are unlimited. You have not only saved us through the death and resurrection of your Son, but you also revealed your character in your word. You are faithful to show us truth and to give us the desire to seek more of you. You have given us all that we need for life and godliness. In Jesus' name. Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. First, let's read about the work of God the Father in verses 3 through 6. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed in the beloved. And then in verses 7 through 10, which describes Jesus, and his redemptive work on the cross, beginning in verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is, summing up all things in Christ, things in the heavens, and things on the earth. And finally, in verses 11 through 14, the Holy Spirit, we see in this passage our inheritance, which is a part of God's guarantee that we are his, and we will be made holy and blameless before him. Verse 11, in him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose who works all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we, 
that we who were the first hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. So let's take a look back at verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Like most of Paul's letters, Ephesians begins with overflowing praise to God for his great blessings. From the beginning, prior to the foundation of the world, we were chosen by God in Christ. What an awesome truth to know our salvation began in the mind of God before the foundation of the world and that we will, that we will be kept by God throughout all of eternity. Again, in verse 4, it says, We will be holy and blameless before God. Prior to salvation, we were hopelessly lost, held captive by our own fleshly lusts. At salvation, our sinful hearts were given a new nature, one that desires to please God, hearts that hunger and thirst for truth and righteousness. In Christ, our hearts were made new. In verse 5, in love, he predestined us to adoptions as, adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself. This describes the loving intent of God the Father through Christ. that He would bring us into his family with all the privileges of daughters and sons. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Verse 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, through the shed blood of Christ. We have been delivered from the slavery of sin. Sin no longer has power over us. As a part of our redemption, we are forgiven of all of our sin. Jesus is the propitiation of our sins. If we confess our sins, God is faithful to forgive us. No longer, and he will no longer remember our sins, our slates have been wiped clean. In verses 9 and 10, God revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ and that he will bring everything under the authority of Christ everything in heaven and on earth the spiritual blessing of the Holy Spirit is described in verses 11 through 14 the work of the Holy Spirit as can be described it can be described as the effectual call of our salvation the effectual change of our hearts 
is accomplished by the Holy Spirit who reveals what Christ has done for us, grants us faith to believe in him, and causes our hearts to desire him as our personal Savior. Once we have been saved and belong to Christ, the Spirit abides in us, sealing us with a pledge that we are forever his. Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit as our helper, our counselor, our comforter. He is the revealer of truth to us. The Holy Spirit is one that comes alongside us and never leaves us. The final phrase of verse 14 is to the praise of his glory. After describing every spiritual blessing blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, this statement confirms the idea of God's purpose, that God himself might be glorified. One commentator says it this way, everything we have in Christ comes from God and returns to God, beginning in his will and ending in his glory. It is God-centered from beginning to end. End of quote. How comforting it is to know that you were chosen to live a God-centered life. That the penalty for all of your wrongdoings was paid by Christ. And that through the Holy Spirit, we are guaranteed that we will someday be with him forever, for all of eternity. If you are here today and never experienced the saving work of God, please recall these spiritual blessings that were just described. Please know that if your heart does not have a desire for God or desire the things of God, your destiny at the end of your life is one of eternal agony and terror. Ask God to show you the truth. And ask him for forgiveness of your sins. Believe that it is in Christ only that you can be rescued from the penalty of sin and that you can gain victory over the power of the sin that possesses you. Please know that Christ's blood was shed as a ransom for your soul if only you will repent and believe that Jesus will save you. If you do not claim Christ as your Savior, this is, this is not the time for you to celebrate communion. Please allow the cracker and the juice to pass you by. For believers who are here today, as you meditate on the spiritual blessings we have in Christ, praise God for his perfect and complete plan. Examine your heart for any unconfessed sin and seek his forgiveness. Join me in remembering the Trinity, that in Christ, God the Father chose us, and that Jesus' death and resurrection allowed us to be righteous, fully righteous, and that the Holy Spirit sealed us for the day that we would see Jesus face to face. How perfect and complete are the ways of God.
Men, come in service. You may take communion on your own when you are ready. I'll be back in a few minutes to close this communion time in prayer.